0: Send me your location let
1: focus on
2: Episode 219 of the Bitch Talk Podcast. Welcome everyone. We have special guests here, but I do have the usual crew of Ange What's up? and Char on the ones and twos. Uh really quick, uh you can find us at BitchtalkPodcast.com, Twitter, you can find us at Bitchtalk Pod, Facebook, it's Bitch Talk Podcast. Instagram bitch talk podcast one word and if you want to send us a line say hello or you know we'll welcome hate mail too I mean I am really waiting for that hate mail to come through it's <laughs> the real bt at gmail.com so say hi we have people that just shoot us an email and be like oh we just found you we love you but again I would like hate mail so just do <laughs> some bitching yeah yeah this is bitch talk bitch it's fine if you don't like what we have to say tell us we're not going to honor what, you, what you're going to say, but maybe you'll get a shout out. Um, we have special guests here today. We have local filmmakers, Corey Ohama and Brenda Avila Correct? Oh. All right. <laughs> Hi, guys. So, Corey, this is awesome because we literally just met you three weeks like, ago i think it was three weeks ago yeah yep. and yeah. you were our magical <laughs> unicorn yeah you the... really were you
1: just showed up i mean we i had just finished eating which was good because if you caught me mid-meal i maybe wouldn't have been she as probably receptive. wouldn't have talked to you she yeah. Was like, yeah. <laughs> and
3: yeah you guys were standing on like either side of my beer i was like
1: excuse oh we me. were that is exactly how we met that's oh, why we get along
2: God. yeah it was in the stars so yeah. we, met, we met you at the, it was the Campfest. fest. Oh God. What was M- it? The mixer. announcement, the mixer, filmmaker, mixer. Sorry, Campfest. Yeah. yeah. Campfest. Well, there's so many things that happened that night. I feel yeah. like my head's spinning. Um, but Corey just started talking to us. Well, because well, we were, in, we were in the way, in way, of, in the her way of her beer. <laughs> um, but also <laughs> also we just started chatting and she's like, Oh, what do you girls do? And we told her, and what do you do? She told us she's a filmmaker and an editor, um, and local, and really successful, and we're just trying to do that too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, we're like, any information, like, teach us how yeah. to walk and talk. Yeah, teach and us feed how to us talk and, to yeah. all, the, all of the
2: people <laughs> that might give us money for a documentary. No, I do
1: appreciate how how willing you were to give advice and introduce us around because this was kind of our first meet up with the documentary group. Right. So, thank you so much. It really meant a lot, and we left there feeling really uplifted and 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 hopeful about our film. Good. <laughs> I was really
3: happy to meet you guys. That yeah. was fun.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. We so. we're still glowing about it. <laughs> but the reason you're here, it's very topical. Um, you to have a website right now that's called dreamer dreamerdocs.org I thought I .com. com I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I thought I put that in there. And do you want to talk about what this project is, how it came to fruition, where it came from, is it? You tell us. I have a lot of questions. Is it yeah. because of the political climate? Is it just because you wanted to do this and you wanted to tell your stories? And the timing just happened to right. align? Or...
3: Yeah, well, um, Brenda and I met because we just joined a filmmaker's distribution co-op called New Day Films. And it just happened that we both made films about young undocumented women. And um, we decided to team up And then when DACA looked like it was going to get canceled, we said we should do like a free streaming campaign of our films. Just get them out there, try to influence public opinion. So we teamed up and made this website, dreamerdocs.com, where both of our films are streaming for free through the end of September. Right.
2: I mean, what a great educational tool. Um, Have you gotten a lot of great feedback what are people saying are they watching do they have questions how how's it going
0: well brenda we have <laughs> <laughs> brenda oh, i'm directing brenda. this <laughs> straight to you uh, thank you so much for having us of course and, um, thank you but um yeah and the response that we've had is overwhelmingly um, positive people have been sharing the stories and um I think one of the key things is that we've seen here is that um, other organizations that are doing similar work are very willing to support one another. Mm-hmm. It's not like no one's competing for attention. It's more like this is, this is a cause. This is what we need to get across. And what our films hope to do is just to um, have people, you know, have many more meaningful conversations about what's going on and the communities that this is having an impact on. Um, so overwhelming, I think it's very, very supportive. What, what do you think?
3: Yeah. I thought we were going to get some hate mail and like a lot of like, angry. you're ready for it, right? Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah. And like the only thing that's happened is I got added on Twitter to a list of illegal aliens. That's all. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's all. Okay. Then I immediately Like left. Cause I what? was like, I don't want to, well, I'm not like the, I don't want to engage in a bunch of flame wars. Oh yeah. 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 Flame wars. So. What is that? <laughs>
2: What do you mean? No, uh, just, she wants to engage. On yeah,
3: the I.
1: what is this? She lives for Why engaging. Hell? It's <laughs> like when people live are for this just, stuff. like really
3: mad at each other over the internet and they write all these angry posts back and forth. From the toilet, right? They're just like... Yeah. Yeah. Like like that guy in D.C. Yeah. Yep, mm,
2: exactly.
1: Oh,
3: uh, flame wars.
2: I'm learning new things today.
3: <laughs> That's um, a very old term. That's like early internet.
2: Hey, I'm, I'm old school. <laughs> I'm old, Corey. Um, but can you talk about your films and when maybe about when they first came out to where they are now and and, and why is it a part of this project. So Brenda. my film <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thanks. my film is called Vida Diferida, which translates to Life the Third. And I actually released the film about five years ago. And it was a twenty minute documentary about it was like the coming of a story of an undocumented girl in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And mm. that was over the span of four years. So basically the film began as I met her a very long time ago. I was going to say,
2: what year was that? Yeah, (laughs)
0: yeah. I actually met her when she was 14. She's 21 now. Okay. And uh, actually before she was 14. But the film starts when she's 14, sort of. And so originally I wanted to make a film about how this brilliant young woman who wanted to become a doctor and had all these dreams and aspirations, then suddenly kind of started thinking, well, I'm undocumented, so there's only so much that I can do. Mm -hmm. And she started doing poorly in school and just not wanting to, you know, do um, all the things she used to dream about. So I was like, this is really, this is so heartbreaking. And I'm from Mexico. I'm originally from Mexico, but I'm incredibly privileged because my immigration story was very fortunate and very privileged. So um, to see that she was so much more deserving, to some extent than I was, uh, and there was no way for her to get that citizenship that I had. Mm-hmm. was like, this is just, this doesn't make any sense. So I made the film, and then DACA happened um, uh, while I was in production. So oh, we wow. also went through the process as she was like, if I do this, is my family going to be now... Um, Targeted because mm-hmm. the kind government of put on has blast more yeah. Yeah. yeah, so for all these t- kids, they took a very brave decision when this happened because they didn't know we were going to be here now, mm-hmm. uh, right. mm-hmm. and their whole families were very brave too because they were just willing to put themselves at risk mm-hmm. for one of their children for the benefit
1: of yeah. their child. For yeah, which is God, child.
0: Yeah. So this is this was just, and so it ended. But now with everything that's going on, I followed up with her mm-hmm. again. And, you know, after college, after she got DACA, uh, we look at what really happened. Did it really help or, Mm. you know, she was not eligible for federal loans for college, for example. So she still found a lot of obstacles, even though it was a step. And now uh, she finds herself wondering what's next. Um, So that is more or less where the film um, goes from uh, in the span of seven years. Oh, wait,
2: quick question about the film. So. The part where you're talking about that she's she's graduated already.
0: She is one year from graduation. Oh, okay. She's still well. That's
2: scary because she she has no idea if that's the rug could just get pulled
0: up from under her. Right. Her DACA expires in in uh, 2019, so Mm. she if everything goes well, she will be able to graduate. But we cannot trust. We don't. Yeah. There's no way to know. Exactly.
2: Right. Yeah. Wow. And Corey. My film film
3: is called I Was Born in Mexico, but um, Mm -hmm. it's about a girl and I met her in my small town in Marin County um, who came here when she was so small, she didn't know she was undocumented. So she grew up thinking she was American until, you know, she kind of the film sort of talks about like, oh, she hears whisperings of like her uncle saying that they can't renew their driver's licenses. And she's wondering why like that's really easy to do. And so she keeps asking questions. And finally, when she's a teenager, her parents tell her, I'm sorry, but you weren't born here. And then her whole world kind of crashes down because she has all these hopes of, you know, getting an education and being a professional. And uh, she just suddenly sees like, oh, now I can't even drive legally Mm -hmm. Um, because this was before DACA that I interviewed her. So it's a good view of like what it was like before and what. They could return to, which is just basically being an undocumented person who can't work legally, can't drive, and is not legally authorized to be here in the country. So she just sort of tells her story um, and her challenges, and also like shows her resiliency. Like she's kind of she's pursuing an education, even though at that time there's no prospect of being able to work at what she studies, mm-hmm. and she kind of mm-hmm. describes other people like her um one of her fellow classmates who's a a dental hygienist Mm -hmm. and then she's like well she can't work as a hygienist but she is a hygienist so it's just like these people whose lives are in limbo Mm -hmm. because they're planning for a future but they don't know if they're really going to have it or not
2: i'm always curious because both stories are really powerful and timely again um how do you find your subjects or did they find you
0: Um, for me, it was, um, I was a middle school teacher, actually. Oh. Mm. And, um, so it was like a You're a saint. (laughs) (laughs) Have some more whiskey,
2: Brenda. Um, Yeah, that's why I'm having whiskey. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I drink at four o'clock in the afternoon.
0: (laughs) No, really, like, I was very lucky. I had a wonderful set of students and a great community. And, um, I was uh, working with the families. I was also the parent-teacher liaison Mm. in a predominantly Latino neighborhood. And um, just having those relationships with the families. And, and again, you know, I think one of the. Um, the I, there's something to the fact that I am originally from Mexico. I grew up there. I moved here in my 20s. And so the vision that I had of undocumented immigrants was very vague mm-hmm. and very disconnected. And I feel like that is, this is a binational thing. Yes. And this is. Agreed this is something that doesn't there's a lot of myths around it right <laughs> so for me it was an education uh all these kids were in education the community was in an education and so um so i was lucky that i had access to filming parts of their lives just for for the school records and then all of a sudden we had all these stories and they're like let's make let's just let's just go for it so they were really brave and i'm very very thankful that they had that that courage because it's not something that um, I would encourage anyone to do, honestly, under that circumstance, of course, to put themselves out there and their identities there for everybody to see, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who they are. So that's very courageous.
3: And Corey, I met—I uh, had known this young woman in my town, and I had no idea she was. It never crossed my mind that she was undocumented, just because she seemed—I just assumed she was like the American-born child of Mexican immigrants, mm-hmm. and. Um, because i used to work in my mom's tax preparation business she knew that i had some kind of knowledge in that area and so one day she approached me and said can you help me apply for this itin number which is the taxpayer id number for undocumented people to use to legally file a tax return and then i was like oh like wow and she Mm -hmm. started telling me more of her story and as a filmmaker, I was like, people need to know this. Mm-hmm. People need to know this. Mm-hmm. And she's like, but I don't want to be filmed. Like, I don't want people to know I'm undocumented. So I said, how about let's do an audio interview? And she told me her whole story just on audio tape. Mm-hmm. And then I had to figure out, all right, what am I going to do <laughs> next? Visually. And so that's yeah. when I started playing around with the Prelinger, is that how you say it? Yeah, Prelinger Archive, um, which is this whole cool Internet Archive of old educational documentaries mm. from like the 50s. American. American stuff.
2: So propaganda-ish? Kind of. It's like... Yeah. Um, Brenda's all uh, yeah, a little bit. To high school students. <laughs>
3: okay. Yeah. Um, or like, there's one that I used that was called The Snob, and it was like trying to teach young women how not to be a snob and how to fit in. Wow. And um, yeah, there was another one called... <laughs> we need that now. <laughs> you
2: guys should make that well, video for millennials. I'm just saying. How not to be a millennial anyways some
3: some of them are pretty (laughs) useful and i wonder like maybe we should bring some of them back because i watch them and i'm like oh i could have used this i mean some of them are just totally insane
2: right i well i saw your trailer and i was like where did she get this footage (laughs) okay i mean it obviously looks like the 50s i'm like she didn't recreate this stuff so yeah
3: wow yeah it's all online it's It's all there to use
2: wow yep So how many years ago was that
3: your film? 2013. Okay. Yeah.
2: And how is your subject doing
3: now? Do you keep up with her? Yeah. Uh, She's very nervous right now. Yeah. Um, She was so happy when she got DACA because one of the things is you have to drive everywhere where we live. Mm -hmm. Right. And um, so she just was so worried about getting pulled over. Yeah. That was like one of her main worries. So when she got DACA, she's like, all right, I, the next day I went out, I got my license, I got my ID. And, uh, yeah, she was thrilled. But now it's just so much uncertainty. We don't know what's going to happen. I mean, she's hoping for legislation to pass to permanently give them, you know, a path to citizenship and protection mm. from deportation. But we don't know. Is she in college now also? She um She's not in college, but she did professional training. Yeah, and that was another oh, thing okay. that DACA allowed her to get. She doesn't want me to say what she does, but sure. she, um, DACA allowed her to get a professional license in what she does. So mm. that was significant, too. So mm. she's been pursuing that career.
1: It's just so crazy because the image that's portrayed of these illegal immigrants, you know, I'm using quotation marks. It just couldn't be further from right. the reality And I think whether you're an American citizen or an illegal immigrant, I think we all agree that if you're a robber, sure, you should be in prison. If you're a rapist, sure, you should be in prison. That's not a separate issue, right? It's not a divisive issue like the president is trying to make it so. Um, And I just love seeing some light shown on these people who are just trying to work and pay taxes and serve in the military and, and really make something of themselves, just like our ancestors did, you know, and it's. It's just really important work, and thank you guys so much. And it's it's great that you were there before DACA even happened and to watch the evolution of it being granted to these kids who didn't have a choice in coming here and then for it to potentially be ripped from under them while they're actually trying to make something of themselves. You know, it's just, it's crazy.
2: I have a question about your subjects, another question. Wondering why, and is it just a happenstance that they were both female leads? Are males a little less prone to talk about this, or it's just because of where you were, timing, and everything? Brenda?
0: (laughs) 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 Brenda, over to you. (laughs) I love that question. I love that question. I do agree that I, I did have a set of six students that I was following before DACA, and so... For one, I feel like um, it it might be just a coincidence. I just happened to have a closer relationship to my subject's family. And uh, so it could have something to do with access. But uh, it might be that. It might be maybe that um, we felt a little bit more comfortable with each other. Um, You know, she was very young. So Mm -hmm. it's not easy for, you know, a, a young man to maybe trust a middle school teacher <laughs> like, right. uh you know it's something or so female maybe they're right a yeah. female teacher mm-hmm. so it could be it could be that um but there's definitely an element to um to the fact that maybe uh, and may, i'm speaking i wouldn't i don't would like speaking on behalf of the latino community but because of of my experiences uh in general um families are very protective of females so it's a lot easier hmm. to find them at the home and to have access to their, their relationships as caregivers. Or, um, you know, there's a higher rate of, of Latina females graduating from college than Latino hmm. uh, men. Uh, so it might have something to do with that. You know, Vanessa is home. She And in, in during the film, you see her... Um, you know, uh definitely filling a lot of that, those roles, taking care of younger siblings and learning how to cook and having her while mm. being a, a straight a student and driving I mean it's it's she's definitely a caregiver. Mm. So I don't know. Could be not. I don't know if I, I went on a different route. But <laughs> No, that's fine. That's something like that. Yeah. Corey. Corey.
3: <laughs> uh, I mean I think it's just a... You know, a women being friends kind of thing mm-hmm. um, that is just, you have more to talk about. So I already knew her before mm-hmm. this. And um, so we just had a little base to build on. And I I don't know if it had to do with gender or mm-hmm. not, to be honest. Yeah. I'm just curious. Yeah. I'm a curious lady. It's a great question. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, so with Dreamerdocs.com, are you thinking about both pursuing maybe new subjects, but in. The thought process of DACA and what's happening now, or following up with your subjects, or picking new subjects—is it something that you're both talking about? Or yes,
3: no? That's, oh, that's what a good idea. I thank you. I'm full of, of, of them. That. Yeah, <laughs> we thought about adding another film to that like a trilogy umbrella. Yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. we didn't think about it. we could do more. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's timely.
0: Yeah, but one thing that's important to highlight that I've been seeing in we've been seeing in a lot of. Um, uh, immigration uh activism circles is that all of a sudden because it's a very relevant topic, uh reporters and everybody's approaching undocumented people and mm-hmm. and with really great intentions and that is very important. But a lot of these kids are like, Where were you before? Where right. was the intention mm-hmm. before? And are you gonna leave me after you get the story? Yeah, right? now that it's
1: hip to care.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So we, uh, we've been thinking about that. Like if we add something, maybe things that we have from before, from other subjects we've been working with before. Uh, and just kind of supporting all those that are, that are doing something, including undocumented students that are telling their very own stories from producing them to um, showcasing them. Uh, just, just supporting those efforts. That would be cool.
2: I mean I just saw the other day, I don't know if you guys saw this, but Nancy Pelosi was in. You saw this, Corey. No, Friend. You were you there, it.
0: Brenda? Oh no, I wasn't there. Oh okay. I was like, <laughs> oh, breaking
2: news. But I just I I don't know the f- the full story about what happened, but she was talking was she at a event about DACA and then students showed up or I just saw the video and she kind of couldn't really control the, the scene.
0: Yeah, so basically what happened is that she was there to speak about um, about DACA. And mm-hmm. yes, uh, DACA activists were there and DACA recipients were there. Oh, okay. And so uh, part of the criticism that this group has is that they're very confused about Pelosi's uh, meeting with Trump recently. Um, She's a little confusing as yeah. a Democrat. Sorry, <laughs> uh,
2: I'm just going to say it. I, so, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, and, and <laughs> I think this is
0: a really key moment for um, um immigration reform because Mm -hmm. it's this narrative again it's full of good intentions that they were brought here but they didn't have that choice but at the same time their parents did something very brave and so sometimes this narrative like pitting DACA recipients against the rest of the immigrants is very complicated because all of them love someone who's not a DACA recipient. All of them live with someone who's not Mm -hmm. a DACA recipient. So they will all get affected. Even if DACA happens, uh, they feel like this is like maybe it's a bargaining chip for uh, tougher immigration uh, consequences Mm. uh, for their families if DACA gets Something better. They might get a path to citizenship, but what's the cost for their loved right. ones? There's mm-hmm. always a trade. So there's there. I think part of their anger was like, please do not do this. Like, please remember our families. Mm-hmm. And you know, we can argue about the methods for sure, but uh, it definitely was. We f- that that's what we, we keep hearing that that's the message, and and um, and it's it's important. And we feel like Dreamer Docs also kind of tried, tries to highlight, seeing the larger scope that this is this is is complicated and it's a lot of people affected Mm
2: -hmm. and i was gonna say if if you guys pursue something new or go back to your subjects i mean it is interesting to if you can talk to politicians on one side and and ask them i don't know how are they how are they going to deal with this with someone who clearly is running this country who (laughs) is not experienced to say the least but also, you know, have both sides of the coin. What are they doing? How are they feeling about this? How can they deal with this? And then have your subjects talk about how they're dealing with it and how they feel about it. And, and I don't know, maybe you can unite, <laughs> unite the two <laughs> somehow. I don't know. I'm coming up with ideas. Yeah, can you guys get on that? You can you guys, I'll write you an outline and then, you know, just go from there. Thanks, Erin. <laughs> no, but I, I think Brenda had a good point of, you know, we don't know what's going on. And how do you deal with someone like Trump? And sit there and talk to him about this when he has no empathy, clearly, for right any DACA recipients, whatever color, whatever race, whoever they are. Although I'm sure if you go to any of his companies, he has tons of employees that have received this so mm-hmm. i don't know where i'm going with this but i just That's i true. feel like you guys have a st- i feel like you guys have a story that i'm coming up with so just <laughs> <laughs> but it's you have a good point we don't know what's going on and i think people should be upset and outraged and it was interesting to see nancy pelosi getting a little she's got a little hot under the collar she didn't know how to how to handle handle her biz
0: yeah no and good. that was the point yeah right it's 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 a it's people are upset yeah people are upset and it's just something that we will not will never fully understand um that anxiety of not knowing what's going to happen to the rest of your family and the guilt like survivor's guilt to some extent Mm -hmm. right like Mm -hmm. why why am I the lucky one why not my little sister or why not my parents and and stop criminalizing my parents you know who are
2: working right. hard.
0: And they are the result of their parents' work and sacrifices. And they are the proof that coming to this country and having, even under the shadows, they had the safety that they didn't find in their countries. They have the opportunities they didn't have. Mm-hmm. the educate, access to education. And look what these kids can do. So they're like the quintessential proof that these this, this families are, immigration is something that's a natural thing That people do to thrive. Mm
2: -hmm. We'll see. Uh, Oh, man. I forgot my question. (laughs) I was looking at something. Sorry. I was like, wait, wait, wait. Oh, um, did you encounter, while you are making your films, uh, siblings that were able to, like, siblings in a family were able to get DACA citizenship or status? Or is it kind of just, is it random? I don't know how this, how it works. And I... Feel bad, cause I feel privileged. I didn't know anything about DACA until Trump decided that it was going to be. I don't know. He's going to write some. What What are the things that he's doing? Like writing his letters of whatever. I can't remember what he's doing.
1: What is he doing? <laughs> right. Well, they said they were going to rescind DACA. Yes, DACA. that was the word
2: that was used. But I don't know about his writing. Well you know how he's doing sorry. We can edit this part. It- Anyways, <laughs> try to think. His executive orders. That's what oh, I was thinking of. I'm all his letters. He I writes letters his, his Twitter letters. account. No, his executive <laughs> orders. But are there are families are they only granted one DACA of, I don't know, citizenship or did you is that a is that something that came up in your stories? Um
3: it. It doesn't come up in mine because mine takes place before DACA, but as far as I know just from, like, empirical observation, it's pretty much like you get it unless you have some kind of criminal record. Isn't that true? Okay.
0: Yeah, criminal record, and then you have to have arrived to the U.S., I believe before age 13 or something, and there is a window of time. Um, It was... So when DACA was approved first, I think the recipients had to be something like between 15 years old and 29 or something. So that left a lot of people out. Wow, okay. Plus, they had to be continuously in the country. So kids that, for some reason, returned for a couple of years or for one year or something, they couldn't. If they ever got deported, they couldn't. Uh, So there was like a, it's 800,000. It's really, it sounds like a lot, but it's not, it's like 7% of undocumented immigrants.
1: Hmm. Wow, yeah, and
0: it costs money. So if you can't afford it, that's or you miss your date for renewal, you lose it. Uh, it's pretty much like probation. DACA. Yeah, because you have to check in every two years mm. to make sure like you haven't. Um, you don't you, ha- you have been like perfect basically and even
1: even like w- their gra- your grades and, and things like that like are there yeah no, that doesn't, for that okay yeah
0: that doesn't count I mean it helps if you maybe have like a small misdemeanor or something yeah. you talk forever. Other. but I doubt it I, I haven't heard of anyone with a misdemeanor that actually got that guy like they were very strict hmm. um, super clean record
2: so where can everyone find your documentaries until September 30th
3: for free. Yeah. <laughs> streaming they're, for free. Yep, they're streaming for free at dreamerdocs.com. And
2: we'll be seeing a film by both of you in 2018? No. <laughs> oh, I know. I also, oh, right? Write see the you just, Yeah, you can just, I'm going to write that up tonight. Uh, are you? Are either of you ever interested in running for office or Doing something? What? Why are you laughing at me?
3: <laughs> you do really special like work. This. You're just spinning out our futures. I, like, yeah, you know, she, I'm a publicist. I'm, like I'm a marketing mind. person. I just, you know, that's I'm, why
1: I have to sit here and drink whiskey because it's stressful working with her.
2: Oh, okay. All this pressure. It's not pressure. I just wonder. <laughs> they do good work. You do too. Nah, we're just, you know, we're sitting here drinking whiskey and asking you questions. <laughs> <That's great work. laughs> uh, Bill's whiskey, by the way. So William. Yep. So, to thank William. You, William. Yeah. But does that cross your mind ever? Because I feel like documentary filmmakers who focus kind of on political stories, you see a lot, you you work with a lot, and you kind of, you know what's happening. So, would that translate to office ever?
0: Hmm.
3: Mayor of... We're somewhere in Marin I think I'm going <laughs> to leave it to Jane Kim
1: yeah. oh our, that's yes, our girl Jane Kim yes. friend of the show friend Jane of the show Kim. who's going to be with uh, Bernie Sanders this Friday this we're going to see her in Bernie yep. celebrating Free City Free
2: City College tuition yep. awesome. FYI Sorry.
1: what
3: about you Brenda oh, no, no? Thank you.
0: you're not oh, whiskey.
2: you're not feeling <laughs> you're not feeling the uh, political urge
1: we'll just stay yeah. in the grassroots circuit yeah. right that's, that's how I feel good. too mm-hmm.
2: yeah well you guys, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for the whiskey. And I mean thank you for your for your work. It's really important. And thanks for sharing it for free. I think that's important for people to have access to things. So thank you. Thanks uh, for having us. Of on. course. So dreamerdocs.com. We'll have you back. We'll talk about whatever you want. Um, but for now this is Bitch Talk episode two nineteen. Bitch please. Yeah. Just talk forever